The following is a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm your host, Joyce Wheeler. Today is December 18th, 2018, and it is Tuesday. I am here with my guest, Crystal Sage, and she is from True Healing Solutions. And Crystal is a master energy healer and a health coach who helps people overcome chronic health conditions by using healing principles, universal energy, natural remedies, and simple common sense strategies. Her expertise has helped people to finally move past their limiting beliefs, fears, pain, physical and emotional disease symptoms, and experience better health and energy. Crystal has over 20 years of experience healing humans and animals all around the world. She is the author of the best-selling book, Master Your Destiny. Her first book, Heal Beneath the Surface, has over 250 information-packed pages about healing. In all her writings, she reveals the cause and cure for all disease. She also shares many of her personal healing client success stories. During her journey to heal, she discovered her natural gift in energy healing and has become so proficient that most people claim improvement within their first healing. After struggling with illness much of her life, she became disenchanted with the conventional medicine and turned to natural healing. Crystal has healed herself without drugs or surgery for many chronic and debilitating conditions, which included fibromyalgia, PMS, hypoglycemia, addiction, irritable syndrome, angina, heart pains, chronic fatigue, immune deficiency disorder, and colon cancer. She provides seminars and workshops for those who seek the truth, desire self-empowerment, and better health. She wants to teach people all over the world how they too can become their own best healer. She knows firsthand that all diseases can be healed if people are willing to take full responsibility and make a commitment to their health. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you so much. I feel honored that you invited me. Well, it's good to have you here. So, you know, obviously you had dealt with some health issues and um, that's how you got started on this journey of helping others to, uh, to heal. Yes. And that list that you just rattled off, that's just the short list. Oh, geez. (laughs) Of symptoms and ailments. In fact, there's too many to, to list. And every time I hear, well, maybe not every time, but a lot of times when I hear other people's story, I think, Oh, I had that too. <laughs> but it's not on my list. <laughs> so when did when did all these health issues start for you? About what age were you? Do you rem- remember? Yes, I remember that part clearly. It's been so long. A lot of it seems like a big dream. Mm. Um, it's been over twenty years ago. But I was in I was in my thirties when I hit bottom, and it was after a real stressful time in my life. Of course, you know, a lot of times we have stressful periods, but this was particularly a stressful time. And it seemed like all of a sudden, kind of the whole bottom dropped out. And I was just in such a bad condition that I could barely function. And, you know, in my early, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have perfect health by any means. But, you know, I was functional and could work full time and you know, that kind of thing. But then in my 30s, it just, the bottom fell. And initially, I did go to several doctors because I had not learned about my healing yet. I had not discovered my gift in energy healing. And previously, I kind of see my life in two, two parts. The first part was I was very, very, very ignorant about natural healing. And then also I had a lot of negative programming by watching my mother and my aunt who were very, very ill, just go back and forth to the doctor and back and forth to the hospital all the time. 
getting more prescriptions and just, you know, getting worse and going back and forth to the hospital again and the doctor again. So I had a lot of negative programming and I didn't have any kind of training or any kind of even just in my immediate environment about natural health at all. It was always just when something happened, you went to the doctor. Right. So that's all I knew. And I think the majority of us growing up in the society, um, that's the way we're programmed. You something's wrong, you can go to the doctor. Right. He gives you a pill. I think that's changed a lot in the last few years, but it's still still very prevalent that people are just treating the symptoms and not, not getting to the cause of the problem. Right. I think you're right. I think many more people are seeking, they, they want to get better. They don't want just a, a pill to cover up the symptoms. They want to know what's wrong. They don't want, they don't. I talk to a lot of people who don't want to take the medications, you know, so I agree with you. There, There is a, a mind change. So when I hit bottom, it became, I, I had to make a decision. I, I Initially, I did go to several doctors trying to figure out, you know, what was going on with me, like, you know, most people and to get, you know, basically nowhere except for, you know, that you have all these problems, but you know, there's really nothing we can do. And I knew after I started thinking about it, I realized, you know what, I'm not going to do the drugs and I'm not going to do the surgery. And I knew enough to know that wasn't really the answer. And so I decided I was just going to do it all on my own. I just totally turned completely back face to conventional medicine. And I decided I was going to learn on my, on my own what to do. And it didn't matter. I didn't care if I died doing it. I was going to do it. So what were the first steps that you took? The first steps were I just started trying to connect with people. And it was people like you that just had some kind of knowledge, any kind of knowledge, started off with herbs. Mm -hmm. I remember this gal that I had met and she, she was very into learning about herbs and she had recommended a few formulas. And wow, I, in a very short period of time, I noticed results. My fibromyalgia, just from doing that, started to improve just from doing the herbal remedies that she recommended to me. So that got my attention. Do you know about how long it took? Because normally our experience has been that natural things take a little bit longer. Well, it depends. See, now after over 20 years, I really do consider myself an expert now in the healing field. I've done enough trial trial and error and working enough with people one-on-one and getting a lot of feedback from, you know, not just my own experience, but through helping hundreds of other people with all their so-called different ailments. So after, once you started with the herbs, where did you go from that? Shortly after that, I had gone to, it was an acupuncturist. That's what it was. Yeah. An acupuncturist. And she was doing this, it's a specific way of doing acupuncture that reverses allergies. And there's a doctor in Southern California, Dr. Debbie Nambutrapad, and she developed NAET, which very quickly and easily reverses food allergies. And so I was exposed to this and I was fortunate enough to go through this training. And so I learned from that how it wasn't through the training that I learned it, but it was from going through the experience of doing the healings on myself, of learning how to change the way, what I like to call the change the way energy interacts. You're actually, this is, this is what probably made the most difference in what I think of any, in anybody's healing, not just mine, because all the natural remedies, treatments, cleansing, avoidance diets, all those types of things will help to a point. But if you don't change the programming, the negative energy, the emotional healing around it, you will only go to a certain point. Right. So that really opened up my eyes to, it's not the way that they taught it, but it's the way that I perceived it. And shortly after that, I discovered my natural gift in energy healing. 
it, but it was through doing this other types of treatments. Can you tell us about that? Because I needed to learn how to treat myself because I knew I needed a lot of work. <laughs> I knew I needed a lot of work. So I didn't have the money to be, you know, going out and getting a lot of treatments outside. So I discovered on my own how to treat myself. And as I was exploring, say, through more like an acupressure type method using acupressure, I kind of accidentally discovered this gift I had in energy healing. And what had happened was I had a boyfriend at the time and he was traveling and he would, oh, he would get, he had a history of migraine headache. And for 30 years, he would get these migraine headaches and he would get them every month, every single month for 30, for 30 years, for three days, three days every month. And so he was traveling and as I'm, I was home and I was, you know, still kind of experimenting with my healing and I knew he was traveling and he had called me earlier and he said that he, you know, was getting his monthly migraine. So I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of try this out and see, see what happens. Cause I was just experimenting. I was just exploring. I was willing to do anything. So I had done this remote energy healing on him. And the very first time I did it, it, it worked. His, his migraine went away. Nice. And so that caught my attention. And I knew it wasn't an accident. And the reason why I knew it wasn't an accident was because that was the first day of his migraine. And he never had migraines for four days or two days or one day. They were always three days for 30 years. And because it was the first day, I knew that what I was doing had some kind of an effect. Now, the thing was, is it didn't do, it didn't do it permanently. It did it permanently for that month. It healed it for that month. He had no more migraines for that month, but he still, you know, had monthly migraines. So then I continued on and I experimented more. And then I taught myself how to do it permanently. So now I can actually reverse people's food allergies. I can clear whatever the energy is, because to me, it doesn't matter. It's all the same stuff. It's just energy. But when you know how to work with energies in a very specific way, when you want very specific results, you do it in a very specific way. And when you do it that way, from then on, he no longer had migraines because the first way was more like a cleansing. And the second way was a definite reprogramming of the energy so that the trigger, there was no longer, it's like desensitizing the trigger, the cause of the migraine, clearing the specific energy, and then that can give more permanent results. That's amazing. I want to say before we go on any further that um, our listeners might want to go ahead and stick around until the end of the show as Crystal has a special offering that she's going to make. So yeah. now, they, now that Crystal has shared some of what she has learned how to do for herself and for others, let's talk about the program that you offer. Do you, do, uh, you do a core teaching, it's called. So one part of it is how, how disease is created. So we, can we talk about that? How do disease is created? And also, is this your opinion? Is it something that you've come across in research that has been consistent? How was disease created and how was this conclusion come about? Well, most of what I teach is from my own experience. I don't do a lot of research because research is just based on, you know, not necessarily facts. And it keeps changing all the time. Right. So everything I teach is based on facts of what I've learned from firsthand experience and getting actual results. Because this is what we want, right? We right. want actual results. So I was able to turn my condition around. I was able to help many other people turn their various conditions around. And it's based on that of just trial and error. You learn the best from your own experience. You don't learn the best from just reading something in a textbook. You learn the best by doing. And I went out and I just kept doing and doing and trial and error and getting a lot of feedback from my healing clients to the point where I can, I can actually measure my healings. They're actually measurable. In fact, I've always wanted to be actually a subject of scientific research because I'm that confident in it. So I could pretty much 
like the free offer is we're going to be offering a free healing to reverse someone's food allergy, specifically a specific food allergy. And that's how confident I am in the results is that we're going to do that (laughs) and they're going to report their improvement because I know within a certain amount of healing that we're going to get a certain result. And within a certain amount of time or, you know, certain number of healings, at least, that they're going to be able to eat that food again. Right. And then we're going to do another podcast where we're going to bring them onto the podcast so they can give their testimony. Right. So the people that stay to the end, we're going to give the specific qualifications for that. And then people can apply to get the free healing. So let's talk about how disease is created. The, the progression of disease. So we, we start with fear. How does fear coincide with disease? Right. So most people know, in fact, you hear people say all the time, oh, I know what caused that. It was stress. A lot of people say that. A lot of people know that. And, and when you say it, people don't think that's too weird. But people have not learned how to heal their stress. So therefore... It's an ongoing problem. So just by, you know, watching my own experience, getting feedback, taking myself from in such a condition to where, you know, I was about as bad as you can get without dying, barely functioning, to now, over 20 years later, I'm healthier than I've ever been. So do you think that fear played a part in what you were experiencing with with the poor quality of health? Absolutely. I think it plays a role every single time. I think if we didn't have fear, there would no be no such thing as disease as we know it. To me, fear is disease. So it starts with fear or stress. Fear, stress, emotional disease, it's kind of kind of in the same bucket. I have um a, a flow chart that I made so I have it kind of as a progression, but those three things are pretty much the same thing. Fear causes stress, causes emotional dis-ease, which causes the immune system, the whole, the majority of your immune system is in your gut, but it doesn't matter where, because when you have fear and stress, it's affecting your entire body. But nowadays it's, it's becoming more well known that healing the gut heals a lot of chronic disease. So I kind of put that in my flow chart because I also agree with that. So fear causes stress, causes emotional disease, which disrupts the whole body chemistry, including your immune system, which mostly is in your gut. Then the gut microbes go out of balance. They get out of balance. Then there's an, then if it continues Then there can be an overgrowth of microbes, which then causes an infection to some degree. Then different symptoms will take place like dehydration, indigestion, with the whole acid reflux. Food allergies is one of the beginning signs of the whole immune system starting to go awry. So it starts with fear in the emotional body. And then over time, if we don't heal that fear and stress and emotional disease, it will start affecting the physical body will start to break down. And food allergies on the physical level will be one of the first signs. So then we have poor absorption of nutrients because we have a gut imbalance causing food allergies. So then we have the poor absorption of nutrients. And when you have the poor absorption of nutrients, what happens is now you have metabolic waste because whatever's not being absorbed is becoming metabolic waste. So now you have toxins. And what I have discovered is that the majority of the toxins that people think are bothering them on the outside world, it's mostly what's going on in the inside. And a majority of it is from the food allergies causing metabolic waste. So That metabolic waste is now accumulating in the organs and causing the organs to function less efficiently. And when you have this metabolic overwaste, it causes an aversion to the food. And because of the deficiencies, now people are and or then getting food cravings because they're now have malabsorption of nutrients. So they're deficient. And that malabsorption is causing them to have excessive sugar and food cravings. And then from there, it just snowballs into many physical symptoms. And then if it keeps going and the condition worsens, then they'll end up with some diagnosis of some sort. And 
then people become more and more sensitive to the environment. People say, oh, I wasn't, you know, I never was so sensitive to chemicals or whatever before. But it's not the chemicals that created the problem. It's not so much what's in the environment. Not that our environment is that great or perfectly clean, but it's not so much that once our immune system is functioning, everything on the outside won't be affecting us so much. And I know that from firsthand experience because I went through it. I should be worse, not better, right? 30 years later, I should be worse, not better. But no, I turned it all around. I went from being allergic to every food and being hypersensitive to everything that I couldn't even be having a conversation like this without your voice being too loud and sensitive to my ears, let alone chemicals. So now I can walk in a tire store and it doesn't affect me. Before I couldn't even go grocery shopping and get through, you know, doing just regular grocery shopping and hopefully make it home without feeling too affected by being in the store. And about one of the worst places you can go is a tire shop. I can go in a tire shop now. It's the worst fumes of rubber and not be affected. So how did that happen? It wasn't just a miracle overnight. It was a lot of, well, in the beginning, it was hard work. It's not hard work for me now, but figuring all this out was hard work. How long did it that it take you to figure things out? Well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to put a measure on that, but I was it was it years? I was starting to get results with people right away though. When I started learning how to do the healing treatments on my own, I started working one-on-one -on -one with other people right away, just with friends. I was just just with friends. And one of my very first healing clients, this will give you a little bit of a measure. So the figuring out was you know, I mean, years, but it didn't take me years before I started getting results because I was still in the experimental learning stage. I was still getting results from the very beginning. So one of my very first healing clients, who was a friend, we met at the chronic fatigue group because <laughs> that's when CFIDS, chronic fatigue immune deficiency disorder was very popular because it was a kind of a catch-all for all the autoimmune kind of, you know, we don't know what's wrong with you. So we're going to call it chronic fatigue, immune deficiency disorder. And they went through about five different names for that. But, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm laughing because I think diagnosing is kind of a big joke. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, boy. Okay. So. No, don't be sorry. You're right. It is, kind, it is kind of a big joke. It is. I make fun of it in my big book. And it was hard for me to explain it of where I was coming from. But see, I now see diseases all the same stuff. What I just described to you earlier, how disease is created, that is how all disease is created. It's all the same stuff. You might end up in a place where you have diabetes, where that's what they call it, or cancer, or asthma, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all the same stuff. It's all about a lot of stress that caused a lot of negative programming and, ne and emotional dis-ease, but it's all the same stuff. Right. So people don't need to get, so it's not that mysterious. This is one of the things I want to teach. It's not that mysterious. It's a whole bunch of accumulated ex uh, stress from your past. That's why you, you know, Suddenly, it wasn't sudden. You thought it was sudden, but it wasn't. It was 20 or 30 or 40 years of stress that accumulated. And now you have diabetes or cancer or whatever. But going back to, I was talking about one of my first healing clients because you said, how long did it take? Well, this will give you some measure. And this was in the very beginning. She was, she had she was also diagnosed with a chronic fatigue immune deficiency disorder, but also anxiety and depression. She was like on three different medications. She had addictions and she had been on disability for seven years. Wow. She was an attorney, very smart lady. She was on, but even smart people have stress and she was on disability for seven years. We started working. She started coming for healing treatments 
once a week. And within seven months, she was off a disability and back work for working full time. Compare the two, seven years disability and seven months. That's record time. Now, she probably could have got off a disability sooner, but I'm sure she wanted to make sure before she took that leap and then to go back to work full time. You know, but it's something, though, because the majority of people who go on a disability, they never get off a disability. That's because they don't want to. A lot. You're right. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't want to, but a lot of them also don't know how to heal properly because this is a huge problem. Most people do not have not been exposed to what I call proper healing. And a lot of the what people are doing these days, the people that are exploring natural healing, natural methods, they're doing a lot of good things. They're starting to learn about cleansing and colonics and, you know, maybe acupuncture, acupressure and massage and you know, lymphatic drainage or, you know, whatever. And they're at least they're taking responsibility and at least they're doing something. But all of that stuff will only get you to a certain point and all the avoidance diet. Avoidance diets have gotten people to, if they're not too bad, they can get to where they're very functional and feeling pretty darn good just from avoidance diet. However, what I want to teach people and go beyond is I want to go teach people how to go beyond avoidance diets because that only takes you to a point and it really has nothing to do with true healing. We'll be right back with Joyce Wheeler and It's Your Life. your heavenly body with heavenly body skincare products heavenly body products are created to feed and nourish the skin they formulate their products in small batches for both quality and freshness heavenly bodies products are cruelty free contain certified organic ingredients and are cost effective to bring out the heavenly body in you visit their website at hborganicskincare.com We're back with Joyce Wheeler, and it's your life. This is something, too, that you talk about in the empowerment diet, mm-hmm. is the, the, the food avoidances and how people end up avoiding even some good foods. Right. So I got sick and tired of just watching people. I mean, it's great that they did that and discovered that and got to a place where they can feel better. Because when people aren't too bad off, they can get feeling pretty darn good if they don't have to avoid too many foods. But I get people who are even so bad that they can't hardly eat any foods until I treat them. Right. And so, but whether it's, no matter what the degree is of their condition, I now see is why I created the empowerment diet is because I now see that all avoidance diets, really what they are, are disease maintenance plans. Healing is something different. Healing is when you're healing all that past stress and emotional disease. Anything else, anything you're avoiding or suppressing or hiding is hurting you the most. And it's hurting you the most. So it's actually what you need to heal the most. Even if you're talking about food, whatever food people are avoiding, or they need to avoid the most, because there can be some foods where people can't even have one bite without getting a reaction. There's some people who can't even be around it at all. When we lived back in Tennessee, a friend of ours that we would go to on a yearly basis for a get together, and it was a group of us would always tell us not to bring anything with nuts in it because her grandchild was so allergic, he could not be even in the same room with nuts. He would break out in hives. Right. 
I had a healing client who her daughter, four-year-old daughter, same thing. She was so uh, allergic to peanuts that she had to carry an EpiPen around. And of course, one peanut could kill her, just one peanut. And this little girl was so sensitive that she could tell if there was a peanut in the room. Oh, geez. So this is how sensitive people get. So, of course, she learned about me, and we reversed that. We reversed that peanut allergy. Now, she, her the mother doesn't have to be frantic that her little girl's going to die from peanut. But this right. is just making a point, making a point that, of course, we need to avoid any food that's going to be harmful. Of course, we need to do that until we learn how to go beyond that. That's very, very important, of course. But the point I'm trying to make is avoiding doesn't heal anything. And what we need to avoid the most is hurting us the most and will heal us the most. It has the most stress, the most fear, the most emotional dis-ease connected to that. Now, some foods, it doesn't matter that much as far as nutritional-wise. We can get get by without peanuts and still have a lot of nutrition and get enough nutrition. But usually where there's one, there's more. And now we just keep getting more nutritionally deficient from not being able to absorb the food. So it's not correcting the malabsorption by avoiding. It's not correcting the stress. It didn't heal the stress. And the stress is what got us there in the first place. So now that stress is continues and will will contribute to other chronic physical disease in the future. So we're not getting, if we don't heal the stress, we're not getting to the underlying cause. And so people just keep running around and, you know, getting more drugs or doing something else, you know, to suppress their emotional disease or having to avoid more food and more food. Yeah, I actually have a, a friend of mine She's, and I've thought about her, you know, maybe applying to um, work with you on this, this free healing because, and she stopped going to regular doctors. She started going to holistic doctors, but she still has so many food allergies and so many health issues. It's all part of the gut getting so disrupted. And once it gets to a certain point, it's hard. The way I like to describe it now is once the disease condition, the whole gut getting disrupted in the food allergy condition gets beyond 50%, well, now your food is doing more harm than good. These are the people I get. I end up with these people because they don't, they've already tried all, you know, whatever else. Right. And that's with her too. She's just tried too many, so many different things to, to no avail. You know, she's still having the same issues that she had always had before. And that's where I was. But people who say are their condition, their gut imbalance and their food allergies are say below the 50% mark. Well, their food is still doing more good than harm, but there's a danger zone in that. Because these people aren't motivated that much to heal because a lot of them have been able to get to a point by avoiding several foods to where they're functioning good. And by avoiding those foods, they're not constantly being triggered by their main stress triggers. So they've been able to get to a point where they feel pretty good, they can function, they might even be able to work full time. And so they're not motivated to heal. One thing that I see um, selling at the farmer's market, I, I, I brew kombucha, which is a probiotic aiding in the uh, um, gut microbiome. What I see is a lot of people will come by and they'll buy the kombucha and then it'll be months and then they'll come back and they'll say, oh, I'm starting to get sick. You know, I need the kombucha. And I'm thinking to myself, why aren't you drinking it so that you don't get sick? I mean, let's let's prevent it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I get people that can't even do kombucha. They can't even do the healthy stuff. In fact, the healthy stuff makes them worse. So now they have this double-edged sword because the very thing that they need the most to heal, they're too sensitive to. It makes them feel worse. So they have a catch-22 and the only way to get around it is to reprogram the energy. Well, and that's the thing too, is we all have this natural, I mean, everything around us is energy. And we have our own natural vibrational frequency. And when that come when that co- comes down to a certain level, then we leave ourselves susceptible to health issues. 
So from what you're saying, from what I've, I've been listening to you talk about, it's not just one thing that's that is contributing to the, the the poor health of our society. It's a number of things, and it's you know just everything's compound, and then it's like an explosion. Well, the one the one main thing is the stress, and it's the one main right. thing that people they don't know how to heal it. They've learned. They've because people have not learned what I call proper healing, what they have gotten really good at is suppressing and coping and managing. And these people were under the 50% mark. They keep using more coping mechanisms for their stress and managing and coping and suppressing. And they think they're okay because they're taking, you know, some drug, whether it's street or prescription, it doesn't matter. Or even natural remedies. Sometimes it's natural remedies is making them feel better, but it's still not healing the underlying stress. Right. And that's why I can see every symptom that we have that's a chronic symptom is a type of post-traumatic stress disorder. That makes total, total sense to me. Because all chronic disease is from our past. It didn't just happen yesterday or last week or last month, or last year. It's been happening your whole life. And all of that stress and emotional disease is all connected to your food. That's why I get such good results just working on the food, because all of it is connected and programmed to the food. So what happens is people go through life, they usually have one or two, maybe more, but let's just say at least one go-to for their coping mechanism, their stress reliever. But even if it's something like uh, potatoes, okay? Well, potatoes, okay. It's a food, should be healthy, but maybe that was a person's comfort food. So every time they got stressed, they liked eating mashed potatoes. I'm just giving one example. For a lot of people, it's sugar. Some people go off with, you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever. It could be anything. It doesn't matter if it's a healthy substance or not, is my point. It's the addiction. It's not the substance. It's the addiction. It's why am I going to that substance? Why do I need that to soothe me? So all of that emotional disease is now connected to the particular. For me, it was ice cream. That was my that was my go-to. So people have food in their body all the time. So all that stress and negative programming is connected to their food. Hardly anybody, unless you're born a saint, has gone through their life without stress. And so it gets connected to the food. Then the food becomes a trigger for not just the physical symptom, but the emotional symptom. If people have learned the things that trigger them the most and they avoid them, then they can feel like maybe halfway decent until until they, you know, eat the trigger. So they might be going along during the day and saying, oh, gee, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah, I slept really good. And maybe they were avoiding most of their triggers. And so today I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today. And then all of a sudden they go eat one of these foods and they don't feel so good. They might feel depressed besides any number of physical symptoms or angry. And it's because the food triggered it. So that is a post-traumatic stress disorder, no matter if a doctor called it that or not. That's what it is. Right. It's triggering your past. You weren't, there was nothing going on for that person to feel angry or depressed at that moment. They ate a food that triggered their past to make them feel the anger or the depression or whatever it was today. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, when you, you, you talk about that and I, I think back to myself about my association with food and usually for me, anything with that was triggered by food was always a good memory. Mm. You know, it, it was always a good memory for me. I, I, I can't recall ever eating anything and just being like, you know, this makes me angry or all of a sudden, or all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. So even if you did that today, though, if you ate a food today that you know you don't do well with, it doesn't trigger any kind of emotion at all. It doesn't have to be anger. I'm just giving anger right, or depression. Right. Yeah. Right. But not, well, yeah, I mean, foods trigger emotions, but, uh, you know, thinking back, I'm, you know, they're, they're not, it's not negative. It's pretty positive. The only negative emotion that I can feel towards food, and this might be why I have an issue with bread, is when I was younger and, and I was in school, we would used to go home for lunch 
And my mom was working at that time and my dad would make our lunch. And we would go home and he would have our sandwich ready, say, let's say a bologna sandwich with mayonnaise. Would be sitting on the counter waiting for us along with a glass of milk. Well, he had spilled some of the milk. So some of the milk got on the sandwich and it was soggy. So if we knew dad was making lunch, then it was kind of like a race to who's going to get home first to not have to eat the soggy sandwich. So that's the only negative emotion I can think of that. No, but right now you're just, you. what you're doing is you're recalling all your positive feelings about food, which is different than the times that you had stress in your life. That programming was happening automatically without us thinking about it. Whenever we have stress, it's getting programmed in your gut, in your your whole body. It's just an automatic thing that's happening, whether we're aware of it or not. It's becoming a conditioned response. Just like um, people know certain foods, okay, if I eat this food, it's going to trigger this symptom. It happens every time, whatever the symptom is, a headache or a rash or whatever the symptom is. But there's usually going to be also an emotional symptom. You can have a lot of good memories about food, but it's during those stress times that that negative part got programmed. I don't think that most people realize that, how our emotions are connected with food. I know I never thought about it until we had talked mm-hmm. that that first time and then kind of started going through my head going, okay, what what are my negative emotions with, with food? Do I have any? If so, what are they? Where did they stem from? Right. But even if you're thinking about it now and people have learned to really think positive and that's their habit now of thinking positive, well, they're going to be thinking about all the positive parts. Right. They're not trying to remember the negative parts, but it automatically... No, who, want, who wants to? Right. I want to forget the negative. Right. But it was during those times where that negative program, you know, during times of stress that it got connected to the food. So do you help people to pull out these emotions towards food? It happens automatically with the healings of the food because it's all connected. So whatever the symptom is, physical and emotion gets healed with the healing. So every healing, every single healing, that food will be somewhat improved as far as their reaction. And now you just don't, you just don't deal with individuals. You also do workshops where you incorporate multiple people at a time, don't you? Yes. Um, Yeah. And anybody who actually wants to get six to 10 people we can even do Zoominars so they can be in any country, um, come together. I like to keep them small because there's it's a lot of one-on-one. And I can even teach them how to do the healings themselves instead of me doing all the work. <laughs> 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 some people don't want to do them themselves, and that's fine. But some people, some people do. So. so if they want more information on the workshops and to contact you, where, where should they go to? Well, my my website has a lot of information. There's a workshop page, so um, you can go there and read about that. But the website is called True Healing Solutions with an S on the end, truehealingsolutions.com. And there's a whole... There's a lot of information just that people can just read about. There's I have articles on the blog link where they can read about how my description on how all disease is created and how all disease can be healed and the progression of disease like we talked about here. So there's the free articles that are right on the website and then they can get my free ebook and then you know they can also get a one-on-one healing session. So speaking about the healing session, let's go back to that offer that we were talking about at, at early on in the show. How can people go ahead and sign up for that? Okay, so if they would like to just email me, uh, this email, it, the email is my name, Crystal Sage Healer at gmail.com, and I'll spell it C R Y S. T-A-L, Sage, S-A-G-E, Healer, at Gmail. So Crystal is just spelled the regular. A lot of people want to spell it with a K and an H and all that. But it's just like Crystal, like Crystal Ball, (laughs) a regular, yeah. 
So what are the requirements for this healing session? Okay, so I kind of have like a little list here of some requirements, but if they just, if they go to that email, so the requirements are they need to preferably live in the USA or at least a time zone that's going to work so that they can come back on uh, a future podcast with you and I uh, to give their results. So they need to be 18 or older and they need to be able to be willing to follow my instructions. That's important. (laughs) And they're not, and they're very simple. It's very, very simple. One of them is, is when I do the healing and we're going to be communicating, uh, is that they're going to avoid the food for 24 hours, just so that it gives time for the healing to process. And they might already be avoiding the food anyway. So for most people, it's pretty, pretty easy. They must be able to clearly identify a specific food allergy and the symptom it creates. Because the whole purpose of doing this is we want to show people that this really works, that healing is possible, and that how energy, you know, change the dramatic effects of energy healing so people can actually improve. So I want to have a clear before and after. And I do this, by the way, with all my healing clients. When they first start with me, I have them identify one thing that's clear. I don't want to just throw this healing at them. I know all healings are going to give some improvement, but I want the improvement to be very identifiable for them. If If I just give someone a general cleansing kind of healing, it's going to be vague they're still going to get improvement and they're still going to get healing, but it's going to be vague. I want it to be very clear and identifiable. So as to kind of show people proof, to give them better proof that what's possible in healing. So they must be able to clearly identify a specific food allergy and the symptom it creates. And the reason is because what we're going to do is they're going to tell me, okay, when I eat this food, this, you know, whatever it is, it creates this symptom and it's a level 10. Let's just say it's a level 10. doesn't matter what the number is, but let's just say a level 10. And I do the healing. I want them to be able to then come back on the show and say, yes, now it's a level one, two, or three, or maybe it's a zero. I want people to be able to measure because it's been measurable. I've been doing it for over 20 years. I've been getting this feedback from my healing clients for over 20 years that yes, now it's 20% improved, let's say after the first healing or whatever. And they tell me, yes, it's 20% improved. Then we do it again. They say, yep, it's 20% improved again. And this has been the same feedback I've been getting from people, many, many different people, not just one or two over 20 years. So I've been able to actually measure the improvement. So hopefully when I do the healing, it'll be a zero, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be at least down from a 10 to a three, at least somewhere around there. It's going to be greatly improved. Everybody's different and their condition is different. So I can't say exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be greatly improved. So they need to be able to define it clearly. They must be willing to avoid the food for the treatment time. And then they must be willing to come on and give their testimony and, you know, say how much it's improved. And for anybody out there who wants to do this and they're going, oh, I'd like to do that, but I don't want to be on a podcast. I don't want people to know it's me. You can come on and do things anonymously. Yeah. You don't have to give your real name. You can you give a code name if you want to. We can just leave you nameless. We can call you girl if you want. Or boy. <laughs> yeah. You'll be a real hey, you. person. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, keeping somebody anonymous is, is not a, an issue for us. We have done it with other guests, so that's not a problem. Yeah. So if you, if you want to take advantage of this healing session with Crystal, be sure to go ahead and send her that email to crystalsagehealer at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also visit her website at truehealingsolutions.com. And check out what she has over there. And uh, for the uh, subject line, Krista, what do you want them to put in there? Uh, just uh, free healing. Do we have a deadline for this? Hmm. Well, I'm hoping enough people would apply where we can make the deadline the end of the year. But if not, 
I could extend it to through January 2019. I'm going to just whoever is the best prospect, the first, you know, first come first serve. I'm just going to start talking to people and uh, make sure that they have the right kind of criteria. I can do a healing on anybody, but I just want to make sure that we're going to get some good clear before and after. It's not just going to be a vague kind of result. And also some people might, might might want it, but then they don't want to go ahead and follow through with it. Yeah. So they just need to be willing to, to follow through. They don't have to do anything. I'm going to be doing all the work. It's just, they just need to be able to communicate with me before and after. We'll, we'll be communicating the whole time. And it'll happen over probably about a two-week period. I want to give it two weeks. I can actually do it sooner than that. But depending on my schedule, I want to make sure I give myself plenty of time to be able to get all the healings done. So within about a two-week period, it'll be done. And then you can schedule the podcast whenever you want after that. And they don't have to reveal any personal information. So, you know, if they come on and just give their first name, I mean, there's a lot of, it doesn't, you know, nobody's going to know it's you. Yeah, we just want a testimony to what what Crystal's saying and how she helped you to deal with whatever issue you were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is just to help more people to see that it really works. Right. To help people, you know, my whole mission is to help end needless pain and suffering. So, Crystal, is there anything else that you want the listening audience to know before we go? Well, I would love it if people wanted to start putting together some healing workshops all around the world. And the people, by the way, who organize the workshop, and it's just somewhere around six to ten people, doesn't take a lot. But whoever organizes them, they get to attend the workshop for free for doing, you know, the work. With is just basically gathering six to ten people that you know. And that's it. And you said that you could do this like either online through Zoom or you also, you will you do a live session and travel? I don't mind traveling. Um, I can go there. They can come to Redding, California if they want. But Zoominar, I think, is a great way to do it that's easy for everyone. It's less expensive. I don't have to charge as much. I don't have to charge for travel. Right. And it's less time consuming and it's just as effective. So I'm I'm open for all the above. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Crystal, so much for being with us. You have been listening to It's Your Life. I've been your host, Joyce Wheeler. And today is Tuesday, December 18th, 2018. And thank you again, Crystal, for being with us and have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. This has been a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life.